Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. We've got Heather, the butterfly girl, and Coach Dave, and myself, James Johnson. And hey, welcome back, guys. What's going on? Uh, not much. It's just the uh, the beginning of fall here, so I love the, the, the that because uh, it's hot or it has been hot, summer, humid. Uh, everyone's in school again. Uh, things are going good. It's probably getting pretty close to to freezing there. Your your house or damn close to it. I mean we're. We're recording this just before the end of the summer here, and and I know Heather, you're thinking, uh oh, got to put this stuff away. <laughs> yeah, so we are in serious harvest. If you boys lived on this coast, you'd be having a ding dong ditch, uh, but reverse style, where I'd be leaving a big bag of tomatoes on your front door because we are just overwhelmed with tomatoes at the moment. Um, and uh, so over the weekend, we are trying to homestead around here a little bit. So we made our first canned uh, salsa, which was a lot of fun right out of the garden with our own tomatoes and peppers and such. And uh, it was very satisfying to hear the top of the little glass jar suck down. It makes this very satisfying pop if you've done it right. <laughs> so, do you, so a lot do you of high fives in the kitchen. Do you grow cilantro there? So cilantro is too hot. Um, it would be now time to sow it again. I had it early spring, um, but I don't have it now because it has a tendency to do what's called bolt because right. it gets really hot here. So um, I'll be re what's called um, succession har harvest. I will replant it now that it's getting cooler. And um, the second piece that's happening here is the butterfly migration. So we're in peak migration here the next few weeks. Um, we had a really bad hurricane remnant that came through about a week ago. So I do have a feeling that it probably pushed them uh, to the west a bit um, because I haven't seen as many as I would anticipate. I also think I'm having a small problem with a very annoying pest who will destroy your caterpillars. I've killed one, um, but um, I'm just not seeing as many chrysalises this year, sadly. How about you, Dave? What's going on in your world? Uh, just doing the uh, whole, you know, business thing, that thing, my poison. Fly, fly football and he starts up baseball soon so it's just busy 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 here it looks like your wife kicked you out of the house you got your bed in the background back there uh so we have a funeral going on tomorrow and we have a family who are heading in so it was like we borrowed the beds and got beds in and we are our, our house is the uh the house to hold everybody so yeah, my house has been that way since April. So very sorry, <laughs> very sorry to hear about your loss. Thank you. Thank you. So, so the, um, you know, we we came off of we, we've passed nine one one. I'm I'm curious to know, you know, what people did out there, and 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 did they take the time to go 
out and did they take the time to go thank you know your first responders the military and hey by the way if you haven't not too late all right that's something you could be doing weekly you could be doing monthly all year. You know, make make it a habit all, all year yeah everywhere and, it, and it, it doesn't have to be just the first responders. I mean, let's talk, I mean, if, you, if you're up for it, Dave, let's talk just a little bit about this funeral and who, who was it that passed away? Was it a close relative or a friend or? Yeah, uh, it was my other in law um, So mama, I, well, I was mom. Um, so it was very hard on her. Um, and I'm just trying to keep the household you know, hammered out and Ethan in school and his sports and everything else like that and our house clean and everybody happy uh, while she's going through this. So it's been a hard like four weeks here. So I, I used to be something called a quadrant living specialist. And, and one of the things I would tell you about death is that when, it, when a person dies, we don't mourn for that person own for ourselves. We mourn for that which we say, what we get to do, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I mean, as hard as it is being a funeral and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it's like, this is the last thing I want to talk about, Jim. But but it, I, you've heard me say before that I think everything happens for a purpose. And, you know, you always should be looking for the lesson and what it was that happened, right? Well, what right. dies with people, that's the most important thing that dies with them is that which is heart and in their head right and if you can take the time to capture that it, it can be just incredible asset right so i give you i give you an example i had a a aunt of mine who was dying of lou garrett's now i gotta tell you that's one of the worst ways there is to die it's right really bad stephen hawkins had was the longest living person with lou garrett's disease. He lived like 80 years with the disease but what I did as soon as I found out that my aunt was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's, I got in my car, I went up to Seattle, I took my video camera and I sat down and I, and I, I did about five sessions with her and I recorded her. Okay? And that stuff is so powerful. I can't begin to tell you. So this is a, I'm going to give you some tools that you can use today, right now, today that can make the moments, the sad moments in life more joyful, all right? And, and so one is to literally sit down, especially if you have an older relative that's you know getting up there in years in their 80s, 90s, is to sit down and, and take a video camera and record them. Ask them questions like, hey, what's your fondest memory of your childhood? Uh, who was your first boyfriend or girlfriend? You know, uh, you know what, what what moments happened in your life? Like, were you around when Pearl Harbor happened? What was that like? What was, you know, they're going to be asking us, were you around when you were around 911? What about COVID? You know, there's going to be those kind of questions. And there's a whole list of questions I can give you. But the, the key is to ask the question and then shut up. But let it go and then maybe... Maybe ask a little bit more just to keep the conversation going, but let them tell you the story. And I got to tell you, there's some real power in that. So here's one that, Dave, that you can do with your kids today, right? And Heather, you, uh, you know, your cousins and nephews and whatever, next time you have a family reunion, get yourselves a bunch of pads of paper, 
depends. And when everybody gets together for a meal or whatever the case may be, you're going to have an I remember when. So what you're going to do is you're going to sit down and everyone's going to write an I remember when. Hey, I remember when I, and this is actually an I remember when that I wrote. I, I, uh, it says, I remember when I took my son Nicholas camping for the very first time. He was six years old. We went out to Irvine Lake and he got to play in the fire and play with fire sticks and throw rocks and catch fish and do things he couldn't do when mom was around. And about 4.30 in the afternoon, he came up and he plopped down in my lap and he went, Dad, this was the craziest day of my life. Now, <laughs> <laughs> if you think about that, that's a pretty special moment. Okay? Yes. And, and at that very moment, who did that really belong to? And you could say me and him, but the reality was six. Okay? And so whether he was going to remember that going forward in life eh, remains to be seen, but certainly was mine. Okay? But when I, once I wrote that on that piece of paper, and once I shared that with you and whoever else I've shared it with, it now becomes your special moment. So by right. writing that, I remember when, and then I have a rosewood box in my house that I put that, that in there. When this moment happens, and dark moment when, when someone passes away, you can reach into the I remember when box and you start writing or reading some of her I remember wins. Or you could have your kids write I remember wins about her, okay, or whatever the case may be. And these are very special things, okay? It's, it's the key is capturing that information. Capture what's in their heart, what's in their head. Now, here's another one for you and everybody out there can do this, is the next time you have a family thing, especially Thanksgiving, which is coming up here really quick, go get yourself a huge white tablecloth, right? And a whole big box, go to Costco, get one of those big things of indelible markers, the permanent markers. And here's the deal, guys. Dinner's ready, but here's the thing. No one gets to eat until you write down on that tablecloth what you're grateful for this year and you know maybe one goal that you have for this year and then sign it let me tell you and, and then by the way once once you're everybody's got their name on there you remove the tablecloth <laughs> take the tablecloth away put down another <laughs> tablecloth and every year that tablecloth comes out now after five, six, seven years, I mean, depending upon who's at that dinner, there might be people that aren't there five, six, seven years later, all right? 10 years later, whatever the case may be. And this becomes a tradition that's really, really phenomenal, all right? And it's, once like again, it. it's capturing what happened, all right? So if you want to be- also creating memories and creating traditions. And I think- you know, traditions are very important and, um, you know, rituals are very important, whether it's about your day or whether it's about your family, you know, um, you never, and my mom and I were having this conversation the other day, you never remember or never, you never understand sometimes the impact you're having on someone else's life by doing something or saying something that maybe, you know, especially when you're talking to kids, sometimes you just get the uh-huh, uh-huh. And my mom relayed a conversation to me that I had had with my youngest niece 
um, because she's she's a, a preteen, right? She's she's a tween. And, um, you know, I just told her the other day, look, you know, you can always tell me anything. And I'm never going to be mad at you because you tell me something, you know. Um, and basically what I relayed to her was that, you know, there wasn't anything that she could do that would make me not love her. That if she was an axe murderer, I would be very disappointed, but I would still love her. <laughs> um, but my point in saying that to her is she's getting ready to go into a really difficult time where there's a lot of peer pressure, you know, a lot of, you know, um, pressure, especially on girls about how they look. Um, and she's this snaggletooth little kid right now with a mouthful of braces and she's adorable in my eyes. I love her, but she started school today and, you know, I'm sure there'll be comments, you know what I mean? About her braces and her teeth and, you know, right. um, she's a resilient kid, but I, I get that these kids are dealing with a lot more pressure than I believe our generation did. We certainly didn't have social media documenting every second of our life. But my mom said to me, because she spent some time with her this summer on a trip that I wasn't there, she relayed this conversation back to me that I had told her that she could tell me anything. And, you know, I kind of got that uh-huh to healthy, when I said it to and her. Grateful. Be sure to join so our Facebook group. I love group. that you're creating Remember, this, like this you ritual and this tomorrow. tradition. And plan um, like you are going you're right, to live forever. There will forever. come a day that, you know, I'll no and longer don't forget be able to, to have those, stop and those smell the flowers along the way. Or my parents and so forth. And those things that they say and, you know, are going to be what they remember. It's not the things that you buy. It's those experiences and those rituals that you've created that will live long beyond our lifetimes. Well, they they don't know. They don't care how much you know. They care how much you care. And so, right. and so the um, that that I've seen people take that tablecloth and actually frame a portion of it after death, frame it cool. on the wall. I mean, there's some very cool things that you with it and, and you know make a quick joke here for you you know why mormons stop having babies at 35 no 36 would be too many now my my point of that joke is, is <laughs> where did that come from you're well, gonna have to get it this it episode from. here's where it came from i have a lot of mormon friends right and as a matter of fact quadrant living came from mormons and one of the things that Mormons really have got going on, family. I mean, they really got family going on, right? And I think one of the things that we've lost in much of America, and certainly it wasn't mine, okay, is we've lost that family unity. And I think that has a lot to do with what you were talking about, Heather, about how things are getting more and more divided. I mean, you know, you guys ever watch the show Blue Bloods? Uh, watch I have watch gotten... I have gotten rid of all of my cable. I have never well, been happier. I, 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 have, I haven't watched TV in like over a year and a half. But my, my point is, if you watch that show, at every show, it always ends around the dinner table. Right? And so whether people like each other or don't like each other, it still ends around the dinner table. And I just think that that's gone away. I mean, it's, for the most part, in America, it's gone away. I mean, we eat in front of the TV or we 
or we eat in separate rooms or we don't have that family unity. And I'm sure there are still people out there that do. But there was a day, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, you were at the dinner table. Right. How, about, oh, how about you? Are they weren't at the dinner table with, with everybody? Well, we yeah, it was a requirement that we ate dinner together and you didn't necessarily have to eat. Um, you know, my parents cooked at a home we, with the exception of Sundays when we would go out to eat. It was a treat to go out to eat once a week. Um, but we would gather around the table and you didn't have to eat what was presented to you, um, but you had to sit there. And so it was a big deal. And um, obviously I don't necessarily recall the conversations, right? But just the ritual and the habit of doing it. And this is again, one of the things that I'm very dismayed to see um, that people don't have a hard fast rule about, you know, no electronics at dinner. Like we weren't allowed to watch TV during dinner. Um, so there was always conversation, but so many times now, like I, we were coming back from a short trip yesterday and I'm watching this dad and son eat and kids just on the phone eating, not talking to the dad whatsoever. And it's just a missed opportunity, right? You have a, a captive audience for at least 15, 20 minutes. And um, I think that time is really, really important. And we've gotten into a habit of entertaining with children with electronics and us too, you know, it, it's just, I, I, I read something the other day that says, you know, you're never bored anymore, that we've lost the, the ability to be bored and that some of our creativity has been lost because we're constantly entertaining ourselves with electronics. And I thought about that. I thought, wow, that it's so true. Cause don't you remember being a kid and you would come in and you'd be like, I'm so bored. And your mom was like, well, figure it out. Or I've got cleaning you can do, or, you know, <laughs> you would quickly figure out something to do. I typically something to do mom. <laughs> oh, I, I have just invented something new to do. So, you know, but I, I think we have, you know, I, I heard somebody say it the other day, but that magic shower time, right? Like you are so creative when you're in the shower. Why is that? Because you don't have a distraction, right? Um, so I think this is, we are constantly bombarding ourselves with messaging and we are, are, we are losing our creativity. We are paying for that. Well, that's so funny you say that, like, if you're bored, right, we got something for you to do. <laughs> I had that. I had that growing up. It was like, if you said the words of a board, it was like you were handed a broom or you were handed a, you know, a this and that. It'd be like, you won't be bored now. And it's like, oh, shit. You know, like you immediately were like, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> That's so funny. So we're healthy, wealthy, and grateful. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more on this subject because I think I think there's really some merit in, in what you had to say there, Heather. And, and I, I, the one thing I would I would disagree with you on there, and I want to come back and debate that one with you, is say we never get bored. Well, I actually believe that we are bored. I mean, we're bored with what, what's actually what we're dealing with on the internet and et cetera. And we're going to bring, bring that back, but we're, we're Heather Andrews. 
Coach Dave and myself, James Johnson, we're healthy, wealthy, and grateful. We want to we want to encourage you to go out there and be healthy, be wealthy, and be grateful. So go out there, buy somebody lunch, write them a note, tell tell them how grateful you are for them, and and maybe enact some of those traditions into your life to may, maybe so that later on down the road, maybe it's not such a sad event; it's more of a celebration of. So keep smiling, make it a great day. Remember to live like you're going to die tomorrow and plan like you're going to live forever because you can Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.